The NFL's top 100 player list has been littered with Chargers so far. Seven Chargers have already made the list, yet somehow Justin Herbert is still being disrespected. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now. We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But, David, the NFL's top 100 list has been coming out now for a couple of weeks and a ton of Chargers have made the list. We're talking about seven of them today, but it has to start with Justin Herbert coming in at 40 because I think he's probably the most egregiously placed one of the Chargers so far. I mean, Rashawn Slater coming in at 79 is is egregious to me as well, but offensive tackles don't seem like they're getting placed very highly on this list. It starts with Justin Herbert and some of the guys ahead of him, but so many good mentions, and today we wanted to focus on what great players around the NFL had to say about guys like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, because that to me, I mean, I think means the most. It's like you're hearing it from their opposition. You're hearing it from dudes in their division that hate them, right? You <laughs> have to respect the greatness, but... For the Chargers, I mean, six players probably going to be in the top 50, having six top 50 players. It starts with Justin Herbert, though. Before we get into that, though, there is one more player that is going to be on this list, at least. We don't think it's going to be Quill Mack. It's probably going to be J.C. Jackson. I know everyone's freaking out about J.C. Jackson right now. I just want to sit here and say it's not time to panic. I think as Charger fans, you know, you always have that inclination. Okay, something's wrong. It's the worst possible thing. We don't know what it's going to be yet. We know he's missed one practice. There have been some weird things around it, but until we know the severity of the injury, we're not going to add to that panic. We're just going to see what happens. I mean, it could literally be just nothing. So we're not going to freak out, and we're going to talk about some of these players who should be celebrated today, including Justin Herbert, David. 40. We're talking 40. I mean, behind the Lamar Jackson, behind Matthew Stafford, behind Joe Burrow, which I know, you know, is going to make a lot of people even more mad because obviously they're in the same draft class. But David, 40, obviously this is a list just done by the players. That's what I should say first. All of this is just players voting on this. Still, 40 seems crazy. <laughs> it seems crazy because Justin Herbert is literally the best quarterback in NFL history through two seasons, and he just threw for over 5,000 passing yards yeah. and 40-plus touchdowns, 38 through the air and three on the ground. And he's making crazy throws all over the football field. He is winning the Chargers football games. And it just doesn't make sense to me how you can conceivably think that there are 39 yeah. other players in the NFL right now that are better than Justin Herbert. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. Yeah, one, I think the thing is, too, is it's like, okay, well, you know, there's maybe two dudes who would ever be traded for Justin Herbert or like, you know, that are more untradeable than Justin Herbert. It's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those are the only two dudes I think are more untradeable than Justin Herbert at this point in their careers. Joe Burrow's close, right? He's right there with Justin Herbert. I don't think there's anything the Bengals would trade Joe Burrow away for. No, should they? Because, I mean, they're both really good players. But first of all, let's just say this, say this, David. I mean, Justin Herbert had a better season than all those dudes last year, right? Yep. I mean, Matthew Stafford is probably the closest. Lamar Jackson, you know, had a weird season, obviously, with everything he had going on. Joe Burrow wasn't even close to 
Justin Herbert as far as just gross statistics go, you know, touchdowns, passing yards, everything like that. But he was better than them last season in a lot of ways, right? And, I mean, even Matthew Stafford would be the best argument. I mean, had 17 interceptions, a bunch of pick sixes, right? And that's with Justin Herbert's 15, obviously, but we know kind of how they got to 15 there. He got incredibly unlucky in a lot of regards. He didn't have any picks getting dropped. That's for sure last year, and a lot of guys ended up doing that. But I think that's the thing, David, where it's just like he's already one of the – like he's the one of the most untradeable players. He's playing at a time where, yeah, if he played 10 years ago, he'd already be thought of as like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady, right? Because he's playing in an era of great quarterbacks right now when you have guys like Patrick Mahomes and you have guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers still out here and Josh Allen doing what he's doing, right, and all the talented guys you see everywhere across the league. But at the same time, I mean, hearing what some of these players had to say about him, David, like that's where it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, you can tell he is garnering that respect around the league. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the best parts about this list is just listening to all of the different players from all around the league that are, you know, playing the same game as you are and right. hearing the reverence and the respect that they speak um, when they are talking about Justin Herbert. You know, for example, old friend alert here, Denzel Perriman. Where would you, mm-hmm. they asked him, where would you rank Herbert? He said, I'd rank him in the top five. You see the numbers and what he's doing now. He's only going to get better from there. And then I like this one's short and sweet from Chase Young. That boy got a cannon. That's one thing that everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, a lot of respect for his game, his athletic ability. I mean, just some of the crazy things that he's able to do on a football field. 100%. I mean, I really felt bad for Terry McLaurin <laughs> on the sidelines of that week one game last year. And he's like, <laughs> man, that boy Herbert be putting the ball on the money. He nice, bro. Like, it was coming up from like pain. I felt the pain oh, yeah. in his voice. It's like, man, you I know? wish I had somebody like that. Totally. And I thought the most interesting thing Chase Young said is, you know, he said, I feel like with guys like Tom going away, he could be one of those new guys. Like, I mean, that I mean, doesn't get much more high praise that's than that. And that's coming from, yeah. you know, one of the best young defenders in the NFL right now. Miles Garrett had a lot of, you know, talked about his composure and his calmness, all things. I think he's far ahead of his years, but he definitely deserves to be higher on this list. It's players voting, right? So the swaggier players, Joe Burrow is a swaggier player than Justin Herbert. I'm sorry to tell you guys, Justin Herbert's just not that dude. He's not dancing. He's not doing all this crazy stuff. No. He is kind of who he is, right? But those are the things, you know, obviously making a big playoff run, getting to the Super Bowl, getting that notoriety is going to give you a pretty good bump, as I think Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow both got this season. But he does what he did last year again. I mean, he's going to be a top 20 player easily, I think, on this list. Absolutely. And probably even higher because, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to believe after the season if everything goes the way it should that he's not going to be considered, you know, a top five quarterback at his position. But let's talk about his number one receiver, David. Keenan Allen coming in at 50 or 35 on this list, up 20 spots from 55 last year, fifth consecutive time making this list. And no surprise there because the players around the league always talk about this dude with so much reverence. You ask wide receivers who the best wide receivers are in the league. Keenan Allen, even if it's a top five list, is always showing up on that list. So it's good to see him getting more recognition because he just keeps doing it over and over again, and I don't take it for granted. All that Keenan Allen does is show up and perform. He plays. He goes out there after some you know, injury concerns early in his career. He has been nothing but a model of consistency year in and year out. This is a guy that has had four straight seasons of 97-plus catches, a thousand, it seems like a thousand receiving yards almost every single year. All of that, but that one year we had 997. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sit, you know, he's pretty much good for six to eight touchdowns a season. If you look at his stats, that's pretty much the, the lucky numbers. It's all even numbers. Almost four, always six. <laughs> it's four, six, or eight touchdowns that he will accumulate in a season. You can pretty much write that in stone. But yeah, the, the players have had obviously some really awesome things to say. And I, 
think this one's kind of funny from Cam Jordan. He said, for some reason, we don't talk about him having the stickiest of the ickiest routes. <laughs> <laughs> you can press him on the line, the uh, but it's icky. just you, you can't press him on the line because it's just bad business. Everyone yeah. knows about his 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 you know his get offs and his releases. They're legendary. And then Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the NFL. The most beautiful things about playing receiver, Keenan Allen kind of embodies that. I don't yeah. think there's much better praise than that coming from a guy who was, was the best receiver, the best receiver yeah. on the planet last season. Yeah, and I think kind of similar players in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, just because it's like two dudes who never, you know, blew anyone away athletically and just go out there and keep overachieving year after year because they're technicians, because they put so much work into their games. Those dudes aren't running four fours, they're running four six pluses, right? So like yeah. for those two dudes to be out here dominating the league the way they are, it is high praise. I like Tyron Matthew. Talking about like, hey, there was a third down last year. We knew it was going to Keenan Allen. We double teamed Keenan Allen. Yeah. We still couldn't stop Keenan Allen, right? And that's just, I mean, the ultimate respect from a guy who last year was a, a bitter division rival. But a lot well, of hey, rivals. Hey, Derwin James, man, he, he just said it best, Daniel. He, he said, it's for the money, third down. Everybody knows who's getting the ball, and you can't do nothing about it. 100%. And Derwin knows that, right? And Derwin, I mean, is one of the few guys I've actually seen cover him one-on-one -on -one and get hands on him at the line of scrimmage. So. That is saying something for him. But Derwin James did make his return to this list. And Joey Bosa also made his return to this list again, as he always makes this list. But both of those guys in the top 43, and they had a lot of praise sung about them from around the league, from you know, a lot of offensive linemen and wide receivers and tight ends that have had to go up and, you know, face these dudes. Cause the Chargers, I mean, have a lot of other players, you know team's favorite players it seems like on their team whether it's those guys but maybe none more than Derwin James so we're going to talk about him coming up after this but first I need to tell you guys about something that I use every single day and I love it I mean let me start with that but I started taking AG1 because I wanted to hear I heard about it on a podcast and I really wanted to try it to see what all of the hype was about I mean so many people talking about athletic greens what is it right with one delicious scoop of AG1 from athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy and your recovery tons of people are already taking it and tons of people are already taking some sort of multivitamin anyways it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb ag1 is a small micro habit with big benefits it's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself it takes like Two seconds, and one thing I've noticed a lot, I seem much more focused when I'm taking AG1, which I love, and it helps me sleep, and I get very precious little sleep. So when I need to go to sleep, I really need to. But right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, David. Well, the Chargers weren't done on the NFL's top 100 list. And I like talking about the NFL top 100 list. It's great, but it is a fantasy land. <laughs> I mean, this is something where it's like, there's no rhyme or reason, so it can be frustrating when you see someone like Justin Herbert coming in at 40 yes. when you know he's not the 40th best player in the NFL and you know every no. team would trade all of their players to go get him. Yep. But the Chargers are very well represented. I'm definitely not, no. you know, blaming this list because they have plenty of guys that showed up and plenty of guys 
who are getting much needed recognition. A couple of guys that are getting on the list for the first time we'll talk about later, like Rashawn Slater, Austin Eckler, both making it into the NFL's top 100. And it has to feel really cool, right, to know that your peers have put you on a list like this. But as much as a lot of other players will talk about Keenan Allen and watching his route running, Josh Palmer, right, one of those guys and just other receivers around the league, the players say the same things about Joey Bosa when they're talking about his hand technique. And Joey oh, Bosa yeah. comes in at number 30 on the NFL's top 100 this list. Very high on the list for him. I mean, something he definitely deserves and someone who has been absolutely wrecking the league lately. I mean, it says the former AP NFL defensive rookie of the year has been a solid presence for the Chargers defense for six years now. In 2021 was no different. Bosa started 16 games all over the place, 10 and a half sacks. But the big thing to me, David, was the fumbles and Joey oh, Bosa yeah. talked about it in his video. He said, Hey, it's just not as rewarding in today's age. If you get the sack without getting the fumble and nobody knows it better than him. Cause he was the number one guy doing it last year. Yep. And he gets to pair with a guy who's really, really good at it with Khalil Mack too. So just two guys are just absolutely phenomenal at yeah. getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands. And you know, you, you really kind of appreciate the attention to that detail it's like it's not about just getting to the quarterback it's about affecting getting the ball back for your offense and Joey yeah. Bosa did that at a crazy efficient rate and it's nothing he's year. he's never been that good at right it's never no. been like his thing like you could tell last year when Brandon Staley took over it was a concerted effort and Khalil Mack his season with Brandon Staley he was like the most forced fumbles he ever had too so you can tell it's definitely part of like the Staley era how he likes to coach yeah, which is fantastic because, I mean, hey, without those strip sacks from Joey Bosa, the, the turnover margin for the Chargers would have looked absolutely atrocious. And right. it wasn't great to begin with, even no. with that added. Uh, but, I mean, again, obviously a guy who a lot of people were were very, very high on. And, you know, I think one of them is Darren Waller. He said, this dude is an absolute problem. Probably one of the best I've ever seen with his hands. He's wrecking shop out there for sure. I mean, hey, Darren Waller is one of those, you know, incredible tight ends, one of those physical freaks, um, but a guy who obviously pays attention to the little details yeah. and Joey Bosa is a master at hand usage. And hey, that's, uh, you know, one of those smaller details of being a incredible pass rusher. Totally. I mean, Joey Bosa is the master of the little details, right? And Matt Judon said it too. He said the way he moves, it's hard for tackles to get a beat on him because he never comes with the same move he's just such a technician he's always learning there's so many great videos out there of you seeing him talk to you know the greats before him right they got justin houston's of the yeah. world right and all the other guys he's played against and now with Khalil mack and those two just talking for entire practices seemingly anytime there's any downtime like the dude loves to learn and that's why he is such a technician and i think he probably underrates how athletic he is because he's oh, yeah. such a good kind of finesse player at times like he can still bull rush you he can still just manhandle you if he needs to. So he has he's the whole package. But I like what he said also about like he got he was so into trying to strip quarterbacks last year that like he didn't even see the quarterbacks. Like he's just reaching out of muscle memory just where he knows the ball is supposed to be. Yeah. And that worked out for him, obviously. But Derwin James, after being unranked last year after a couple of unhealthy seasons, right, makes his way back on the list and quickly up to 43, which is no slouch thing to do. I mean, if you have Rashawn Slater at 79. You should feel pretty good about being on this list at 43 if you're at Derwin James. And I'm glad to see him back on this list, David. This is a list that he should be making if he's healthy for the rest of his career. 
Oh, there's absolutely no question about it. And I, I think when you listen to the players talk about Derwin James, they know exactly the type of player he is and oh, they yeah. really appreciate his value. And I think Ty- Tyron Matthew actually put it beautifully. He said he's a safety that we really all admire. He has the yeah. size, the speed. You know he can defend the run. He can defend the pass, blitz. He can do it all. He is the total package in a total package body. And I don't think that you could say it any better <laughs> than that. Yeah, he's a total package and a total package body is pretty much, yeah, that's Derwin James. It's one thing to be that instinctual. It's one thing to be that good, but to also have, like, the physical capabilities to match his mental bandwidth is, like... When you think of an Adonis, you think of Derwin James. Sure. Like, that's just who that is. He's and an it's alpha. not even like an Adonis, right? Because it's like an Adonis, uh, tons of players are in great shape. But, like, to be built the way he is for the position he's playing, he's a dinosaur. Like, yeah. We're talking about safeties coming out of the draft this year, feeling good, you know, JT Woods, 6'1", 205, right? No, yeah. Derwin James is what it, it looks like at its absolute, you know, absolute apex. Derwin James is an apex predator. Like, they, there's oh, yeah. nothing higher on the food chain than Derwin James at his position because he can do all those things. That's right. And he can do them so well. Like, I mean, the fact that he can do all those things, like David always says, you know, jack of all trades, master whatever of everything, master, master of all, all of them, master yes. of all of the lands. Like Derwin James, it's just nice for him, David, especially for him to go through what he had to do, right? And, and for yes. people to doubt him and for people yeah. to not want to give him extensions. I mean, we had our comments full of people and still have people, right, yelling at yeah. us about giving him an extension with his injury history. For him to go from where he was then to, to come back and have a pretty healthy season and make this top 100 list, it's pretty special. It's fantastic. I mean, especially for Derwin, who had two just absolutely debilitating injuries that took sure. two full seasons away from him. Of his prime. Him. Yeah, yeah, of his prime, exactly. And he comes back, and you know he, he's out there, and little do we know, he's out there playing with a labrum injury, you know, sure. a shoulder injury the entire season. It's going to take and a lot to keep Derwin James off the field from here on out, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, oh, you're yeah. going to have to, like pull him off like the right it's gonna have to be a, you know a catastrophic injury for him not to be out there on the football field obviously knock on wood but when Derwin James is on the field he is one of the best football players offense defense special teams on the field period and last year he showed that he could be on the field right had a little bit of a thing I missed two games last year but you'll take 15 games of Derwin James and he would have been ready for the playoffs anyways right so it's not yeah. like he went on injury reserve or anything it's just nice because like you know, we saw it with Keenan Allen, and then we saw it with Derwin James, and we've seen it with guys like Jason Verrett, and it doesn't always end the same. You never yeah. know where that road is going to go. Derwin James has probably been a little bit in between those guys, and now he's much more on the Keenan Allen trajectory of just working his butt off to get back and, and all the rehab and doing all that. Like that those are dark days. Oh, when you are in your prime, it's one of the horrible. best players in the league, and you have to watch your team go out and play from the sideline. When you know what the impact you have is, and when you hear what Brandon Staley says his impact is, right? To this the movie and- just looks different when Derwin James is out there. How many times have yeah. you heard Brandon Staley say that? And I mean, and he's, you know, a top 43 player on this list. He's a top one guy as far as the energy he brings to this team and the leadership he brings to the back end of this Chargers defense. I'd put him up against anybody in the league for sure. But there were a couple other guys getting noticed, including Austin Eckler getting noticed for the first time. Finally, dude scores 20 touchdowns and he takes until what? Late August before we get to finally find some accolades for this dude. And Rashawn Slater gets onto this list as he absolutely should be as one of the top tackles already in the NFL going into only his second season. And Corey Lindsley, you know, getting the flowers that he deserves. Because, I mean, the 
There's not a person on this podcast that underappreciates what Corey Lindsley brings to the table. The dude is an absolute stud and also hasn't given up a sack since 2020. So we're talking about where those guys ended up on the list coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys about something that's definitely anyone can use, especially if you're a business owner trying to put jobs out there. You need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It's something that every business needs to know about. And as you guys gear up for fall, you need people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for the people you want you to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the largest professional network of over 810 million people. I have LinkedIn. David has LinkedIn. Everybody has LinkedIn. And you can add your job in a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs as the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you guys find candidates that you can talk to faster, but did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> All right, David. Well, there's a couple other guys we have to get into on this list. And it's always cool when you see people making it for the first time, especially Austin Eckler, because that is a guy that just seemed like he was so criminally underrated last year, right? And he doesn't make the Pro Bowl right away. And he's not, you know, getting any kind of recognition for having 20 touchdowns. Well, Jonathan Taylor, obviously a much better rusher, is just getting everything thrown at him. Is and will be the number one same amount of touchdowns, same exact amount of touchdowns as Jonathan Taylor. But you wouldn't know that based on the conversations surrounding him. So it was awesome to see him come on this list at 46. Right? There's not going to be a ton of running backs ahead of him on this list. I mean, he's going to be one of recognized as one of the top running backs on this list, and already has coming in at 46. And it was nice to hear other players kind of talk about him too, and just realize, hey, like. You might think of this dude as one thing. You might think of this dude as another thing. Like, the dude is the full package. He can do it all. Well, and yeah, it's just like, hey, he, he obviously doesn't look like the just typical running back. You know, he's not a Derrick Henry. That's an Adonis. You know, exactly. You know, he's, he's not an absolute, you know, predator monster out, out there at the running back position. By he's just short. Physical <laughs> That's pretty much it. But like, by ability, he is an animal. He is a monster. And I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of, really high respect for him anthony walker being one of those guys he says one on one in open space that's a tough tackle to make for anyone he make he can make you miss he can break a tackle he can lower his shoulder it doesn't matter austin eckler can beat you in a myriad of different ways and because he is low to the ground he's kind of hard for defenders to kind of locate and to be able to get him on the ground he is such a you know incredible center of gravity he has tree trunk legs (laughs) and he's just super elusive and and honestly a guy that you don't just don't expect to have that much punch in that body but he absolutely does and you saw it on full display last year scoring in every which way imaginable yeah i mean david have talked about it before like when you see austin eckler running a screen pass it's like impossible to understand how anyone ever tackles that dude because like once that dude's hiding behind 300 pound behemoths like he's just gone he is so close to the ground by the time you see him now you have to try to square him up, and he's quicker than you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just such a load. And then, like, if you do manage to square him up, he might just lower the shoulder on you. And, like, you never want to get, you know, truck stick by a dude who's 5'8". And, I mean, Austin Eckler's <laughs> done that to a lot of dudes around the league. Yeah. Maybe, like, 5'10". I'll say he's 5'10". 
I love you, Austin Eckler. You're a friend of the show. But I'm, I'm just, it's always nice to see him get some recognition, you know, just because like that dude, he doesn't do it for the recognition, but like that dude works as hard as anybody else. He puts it out on Instagram, right? Like he's doing good things in the community as well. Not yes. many people I root for on the Chargers more than Austin Eckler. The dude is a beast. And deserves all of the flowers coming his way for sure. But let's talk about Rashawn Slater, David, the rookie phenom of the 2021 season. Chargers nailed that pick. That's obvious, right? The, Rashawn Slater. Grand slam. Comes in at 79, which seems low. It is too low, right? I told you before. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tristan Wirfs is only, you know, probably 20 spots ahead of him. He's a whole year in development ahead of him. And like Rashawn Slater wasn't all pro, right? Like it doesn't get any higher honor than that when it's you and Trent Williams on the list and when That's he came it. in at 79 trent williams had some great things to say about him and, it, and i imagine hearing this coming from trent williams the person who does it best as you're at your position i think what makes him so good is he's pretty good at everything he run blocks really well and he pass blocks really well and he's very smart i think slater did an amazing job last year david that's pretty high praise coming from a true you know apex predator of the sport a dude that is I think probably more unequivocally the best person at his position. Like, I think there's the least argument for anyone else than Trent Williams. And that's what he's saying about Rashawn Slater after a rookie season. I mean, hey, you always want to come in and be the best at your position. But when the best at your position is Trent Williams and you're number two, that's still a very, very high honor because that dude is crazy like yeah. it just does not matter what you ask him to like he absolutely destroys people and run blocking he is so smooth as a pass protector just like how does anybody ever get around him i don't know they don't Either that's them, the right. that's the problem but that's the beautiful thing about rashawn slater is you're seeing that ability in year one yeah. And then we're going into year two. Rashawn Slater, what a beautiful man. What a beautiful pick by the Chargers. The Chargers have been waiting. People wanted that dude to play guard. Searching. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, a lot of people would look dumb after Rashawn Slater's <laughs> success. That's for sure. Absolutely incredible. But yes, the Chargers have been searching far and wide for a left tackle. And Lord Jesus, they have him. Thank you, Jesus, for Rashawn Slater. What a phenomenal year. And he's just going to get better. I think like it was so hard to kind of accept that Rashawn Slater could be really, really good too. Right. Yeah. Because it's like you had gone through so many years with such bad left tackle play. Right. And hearing yeah. how Sam Tevy had bad, you know, good left tackle feet. Like there was <laughs> just been like since Marcus McNeil, right. There was nobody that's held that job down for more than a season. And, and like, now you feel like you have a guy who yes, has only done it one season, but feels like he's going to be protecting Justin Herbert for 10 more seasons. So to get that with that pick at 13, I mean, it was an absolute steal by the Chargers. He is absolutely the real deal, and everybody that talked about him said as much, right? Yeah. And it's just so cool that, like, this dude, who definitely put the work in, another dude who's not, you know, 6'7", doesn't have, you know, 45-inch arms. He's not doing, you know, weighing 380 pounds. Like, the dude is just a technician. He does everything well. He has a mean streak, and he also has a baby face. The whole thing's kind of weird. But definitely for Chargers fans to have a left tackle like that, everybody is stoked about it. And like to have him on a rookie contract with Justin Herbert on a rookie contract is a huge part of you know being able to put a roster together to do what you need to do. But one more guy who shouldn't be talked about last because he is so important to this team, it's Corey Lindsley, David, who comes in, I believe, for the second year in a row at number 60 specifically. And he comes in, David, as the number one center on this list. As he should be. I mean, this the Corey Lindsley is, is ridiculous in the middle of that offensive line, a guy who whenever they're anchor. in the huddle, he is, has his back to the quarterback 
and he is surveying what the defense is, and he's trying to give his quarterback and his offensive line and his skill position players as much information that he he possibly can. I mean, hey, knowledge is power. The more you know, the better that you can defend, and this guy is so incredibly intelligent. And honestly, one of his biggest compliments came from a guy that he has to, you know, really go up against a lot in practice, and that's Joey Bosa. He said the amount of things that he can see real quick He's a real smart guy. He's the general yeah. out there. When you turn on the film and watch him, he just dominates guys. And that's exactly what Corey Lindsley does. And, and I think the same way, right, where it's like the, it, he was not a traitsy guy coming out of college. Corey Lindsley wasn't. He was a very, you know, nondescript, really, really good player, but doesn't have the elite athleticism. He doesn't bowl dudes over in the running game and, you know, just pancake dudes left and right. What he does is he does his job exceptionally well every single time. He's the most yeah. consistent center in the NFL. Absolutely. He's absolutely the guy that deserves to be the highest center on this list. And I think for him to, you know, get this vote at 60 from guys that you've been able to frustrate your entire career, like <laughs> says a lot about how good he is. And like physically, he's great. He hasn't allowed a sack since week 10 of 2020 per PFF. That's insane. Like that just doesn't happen because especially when you think back to like some of the Philip Rivers year, right? Where I was like so much interior pressure. Philip could not get away from it because he was a baby draft. Yeah. And like <laughs> it, and it was just so terrible. Like it just it, having that interior pressure, like the quickest way to a quarterback is by going right through the center. It's a straight line, and that happened way too much. It hasn't happened once with Corey Lindsley at center. He is an invaluable piece to this Chargers offense. And as they said on here, with all the other center deals that have been made since his. Like, that deal looks better and better every year. Oh, it's an absolute steal for the Chargers to be able to get that. And a guy that I think when a lot of people, you know, saw the Chargers sign him to that big deal, they're like, what are they doing? <laughs> Not us. Not no. us for a single second. Number one on the on the wish list that year. Oh, yeah. And Two it, years it was, in a row they've gone the number one guy on the wish list, really. Yeah, and it wasn't even close. And <laughs> I just think I'll, we'll finish with this. This is kind of a funny comment from Mike Daniels. He said, if he gets his hands on you, it's not a very comfortable feeling. His arms are almost as big as, big as mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 former teammate wants to give him love, but, like, where do we draw the line? Like, I'm not yeah, going to say he has exactly. bigger arms than I do. Like, have you seen my arms? Like, no, that that that's all love, though, for sure. I mean, and those are the dudes that are going up against him every day, right? Yeah. Like. Chargers defensive tackles have to hate Corey Lindsley and love it every time he sits out of a one-on-one because he would embarrass all of them because that's just what Corey Lindsley does. The dude just doesn't get beat. And it, it's awesome. And I think it's been a huge part of Justin Herbert being able to do what he's been able to do and continuing no that trajectory that could only end up at the sun at this point because it's definitely I, – I don't I don't see where the ceiling is. It's, it's it, I, I don't see it. Uh, too bright to see. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. If something does happen with J.C. Jackson tomorrow, I promise you guys we will be back tomorrow to talk about it with you guys. You know, we will be here. We'll find a way to get a show out to talk about it. But if not, we might not have a show tomorrow because it is my one-month anniversary. I do have something I got to do. So there will still be like six shows this week, I promise you. But it might not be for tomorrow. We appreciate you guys checking out today's show. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports with a, a great new profile picture that I got for my wedding, I will say. And you can find David Drogmeyer's Twitter at DrotalkSD. And you can you know know that his DMs are always open. And the show's page is at LockdownLAC. We post the show to all those places. 
We also post it on our Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We will be getting to some fan stuff soon. I promise you guys we're going to have a little bit of time, especially before the season starts. And we'll make a day in the season when we will always get to some fan stuff and do some fan mail and voicemail and all that fun stuff. But we will be back to you guys on Thursday getting into the latest coming out of training camp, the latest going into the last preseason game where we're going to see who is going to play in it most importantly and if anyone can do enough to maybe make a surprise run at a roster spot or has, you know, their last chance and maybe doesn't get it done this weekend. So we'll be back here with all of it, but make sure you guys check it out and follow the show everywhere so you don't miss it. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.